Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dump on the Ump, ostensibly a baseball podcast, now more of a coronavirus podcast, slash talking about white privilege podcast. Tonight is Tuesday, June 16th, coming at you from Champaign, Illinois. My name is Joel. With me tonight, as per usual, is Sam. Sam, how's it going? Uh, Hey, Joel. I'm doing pretty well. Uh, I'm coming at you live from Brooklyn, New York, as per usual. I actually have two hot takes uh, today, and I'm actually going to save one of them for after the first headline. Mm-hmm. It kind of ties in with that. <clears throat> well, my first hot take that I'll do right now is that Major League Baseball, over this nonsense that's happening right now with the league and the players' union, is going to lose their antitrust designation. Yeah. Uh, The United States government is going to take that shit away from them. Um, And no one's actually even started talking about that yet, but it will happen. Mark my words. Let me add to that hot take. Any politician or potential politician listening to this podcast, we will support you if you promise to take away MLB's... uh, Antitrust exemption status. Right. Right. And That's- then we will also accept uh, commissionership of the new league that comes right. out of that. Right. Yeah. In addition to supporting the legislation to like remove the antitrust exemption from the Major League Baseball, we will also be the presidents of the new league. The dump on the um, official play right. league of baseball of America. There's no umpires. <laughs> no rules, no umpires. <laughs> Hell yes. I support that 100%. Let's do it. Let's do it, everybody. And then we can just make it like fantasy baseball. Right. My yeah. first pick would be Yasiel Puig. Right. <laughs> Because you're terrible at fantasy baseball. <laughs> That's true. I am terrible at fantasy baseball. You just pick the players that you like. Isn't that how it works? Yeah, 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 yeah exactly. <laughs> All right, well, my hot take, and we're going to come back to this, is going to be probably a recurring theme. I think I made the right decision last weekend by sitting in my bedroom in my underwear drinking whiskey instead of watching the ESPN propaganda that was long gone summer about the 1998 MLB season with Mark McGuire and Sammy Sosa. Really, (laughs) I was just, I got so much schadenfreude from being online, watching all of our Twitter friends get increasingly angry at the show that they were watching. (laughs) It's just ESPN propaganda. They have no content, so they're going to do exactly what Fox News does. Generate random content, have all the commentators watch that content, have them all comment on that content, and then comment on each other commenting on that content. Right, as if that was was reporting. Exactly. Yeah, they're reporting on their own reporting on their own reporting on something that's not real to begin with. <laughs> their network just made up. Right. So yeah. if you're like three days later reading somebody's report on somebody's report on somebody's report on something that's not real, like the fact that it's not real is lost somewhere right. in that, that journalistic game of telephone. Well, and it sounded like the 30 for 30 was just straight up bad also. That was basically just highlights of Mark McGuire, mostly Mark McGuire hitting home runs with no real analysis about steroids or the record-breaking or anything like that. You know, and it's interesting because you look at those guys, like, 
video or pictures of them, and they don't even look like real human beings. Right. Like, they are so fucking jacked. Like, right. if you look at Mark McGuire chewing gum, and he has, like, two baseballs on the sides of his cheeks <laughs> that are, like, his jaw muscles. You know what I mean? And it looks like he's got the mumps. Because <laughs> his, like, his, like, jaw muscles are so juiced out. You know what I mean? It's ridiculous. Yeah. Well, one of the funniest parts apparently was when ESPN just gave a quick shot of skinny Barry Bonds standing in the outfield watching them hit home runs. Right. And, and like, every, yeah. like taking notes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Like, yeah. Note to self. Yeah. Get some steroids. <laughs> Here's here's my hot take about that though, and you know maybe we don't want to spend too much time on this. Everybody's like, oh, this is what saved baseball after the '94 strike was the summer of '98, and maybe there's a point to that. But I would contend, sadly, what saved baseball was that Yankees dynasty. Really. I think so. I think having the New York Yankees win three out of four World Series. Because that gets your casual fan back into it. Because everybody knows the Yankees. I, I maybe. Mm-hmm. I feel like a home run like that, you know, I am a Red Sox fan and was in the, like a fan of the AL, like in the AL East during that Yankees dynasty. And I have like a much clearer memory of the home run record. Of the home run record. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that captured the, like, national imagination. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, these two guys, and they, like, played for these two, like, middle America teams, you know? Right. And, you know, but, yeah. Um, and they were rivals in the same division. Yeah. So, so, basically, they got to be together on ESPN a lot. Yeah, give each other a lot of bro hugs. Give each other love, real hugs, right? Sammy Sosa won MVP that year, even though Mark McGuire won the the home run race. Right. Yeah. And actually, that actually maybe segues into my second hot take. Okay. Bringing up the '94 strike. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Go because for. that what year was that? '98. '98. Yeah. '98. And it was '98. They say it took it back to like get back from the 94 strike, but actually it was 12 years before attendance levels reached their pre-1994 levels. Yep. Um, So 12 years. And my second hot take is that nobody should watch baseball this season or probably next season. Right. I'm canceling my MLB TV subscription. Everybody should cancel all of their subscriptions not watch any baseball. Do it. Because fuck Major League Baseball. Right. And no. I love Maybe. baseball. Right. I would contest anyone to love baseball more than I do, in fact. But fuck Major League Baseball. That's all I have to say. Amen to that. Yeah. Well, let's get in. Let me run down our shout outs and then let's get to the headlines because... You've got a lot to say, and I want want to give you a chance to get some of this off your chest. <laughs> Shout out to everybody who listened to last week's episode. We talked a little bit about Black Lives Matter. We talked about the New York Mets and how the owner, Fred Wilpon, sucks ass. Thanks to everybody who listened. Hey, Providence, Rhode Island. Shout out. Clifton, New Jersey, Cincinnati, Minneapolis. Clifton Heights, Pennsylvania, Champaign, Illinois, Barcelona, Spain, Nagyovatsky, Hungary. Yeah, I hope it's not a Minneapolis police (laughs) cop who's listening to our podcast. That would be bad optics. That would be, he's probably, if he was a fan before, he's probably not a fan anymore. Yeah, well, good. Yeah, right. We don't we don't want any Minneapolis Police Department fans anyway. Right, exactly. Um, 
If you are listening to us on Apple Podcasts, please give us a rating, a review, and subscription. If you like what you hear, tell your friends to subscribe. You can also hear us on Spotify, on SoundCloud. And then, you know, I hang out on Twitter all the time at Dump on the Ump. We also have a Facebook page and an Instagram page, Dump on the Ump. So check all of that out. Yeah, now that Joe's on summer vacation, he's on Twitter all the time. Exactly. And he will fight you, too. I will. He will, he will fucking fight you, just so you know. <laughs> Got a lot of time on my hands these days. Yeah. <laughs> all right, we're getting right into the headlines here. And this is a doozy, okay? Yeah. Uh, and um, so Major League Baseball Players Association, the Players Union, says, tell us when and where. And buckle up, because this one may take a while. Uh, the Players Union has rejected the league's most recent offer, which, by the way, wasn't any different from their last offer, and announced that they wouldn't be making a counteroffer, instead asking the league to set the schedule. Uh, the league can set the schedule, and indeed as recently as last week, threatened to set the schedule without an agreement between the two sides if the players didn't bow down to the league's demands. Now that the players have called their bluff, the league, led by billionaire bootlicker Rob Manfred, says he no longer is sure if there even will be a season unless the players give away their salaries. It's important to note that on Friday, so it was yesterday that Rob Manfred said he wasn't confident that there would be a season if the two sides couldn't reach a deal. <clears throat> but as recently as Friday, in an interview, Rob Manfred, billionaire bootlicker Rob Manfred, said he was 100% certain that there would be baseball in 2020. There was no chance there wouldn't be because the league in the agreement in March, the coronavirus agreement, both sides agreed that the league could set a schedule if the two sides couldn't reach a deal. Um, so it was three days and he said that he is no longer certain there would be a season. Uh, now, as distressing as that is, and as disgusting as it is for team owners to say that baseball isn't a profitable business during interviews from their multi-million dollar yachts, possibly the most distressing thing about this is how the lamestream sports media is reporting on the quote-unquote negotiations. ESPN and other big media outlets continue to report that the two sides can't come together, that's another quote-unquote, on the negotiations. But the players are the only ones actually doing any negotiating. Every offer made by the league and the owners has resulted in the owners paying about a billion dollars less in payroll uh, every single every single like negotiation, like every sort sort of deal they've proposed has been the same end number of dollars saved. Right. Um, they're making no effort at all to move. Uh, well, the players, every single of the one of the players offer has included uh, reduced payroll and increased opportunities for additional revenue. So the question is, how can ESPN and other major sports media outlets keep saying that the two sides can't get together when only one side is making any effort to negotiate at all? Oh, for ESPN, because they know who butters their bread, and that's, that's the MLB commission, right? Again, right. With the media outlets with a financial interest in supporting one side over the other, especially with ESPN. There are a couple other news media. I mean, I feel like ESPN slash ABC slash Disney, right? They're all the same company. Yeah. They're the worst offender about this, but they're not the only one. Another guy is uh, Bob Nightingale for USA Today uh, newspaper, and he writes 
you know, every day about this issue. And he is a big both sides doing it kind of guy. Um, they also, they're just getting their news from ownership and then not questioning it. Right, right. They're they're just like talking to Rob Benford, and yeah, then not doing any sort of extra research. Exactly. Yeah, I think so. I think that's got a big thing to do about it. However, I would point out that I feel there are certain news outlets, sports news outlets, who are doing a better job. Uh, the first one I want to point out is Sports Illustrated. Um, and their uh, writer, Stephanie Epstein, A-P-S-T-E-I-N, has a great column she wrote this morning. MLB is crumbling. Blame the owners. How did baseball get into this mess? By the arrogance of the league's owner. And so I think she really gets it. Trying to find this one uh, paragraph because... The March Agreement. So uh, this is Stephanie Epstein writing right now for Sports Illustrated. <clears throat> Bob Manfred told ESPN that he was not confident that would be that there would be a 2020 MLB season. That's preposterous. Manfred can have a 2020 season anytime he wants. The March 26 Agreement gave him the authority to impose one, but not only one in which the player, but only one in which the players received their full rated salaries. In dithering, Manfred is obeying his 30 bosses. He knows that the last commissioner to cross the owners, Faye Vincent, was ousted after three years on the job. Still, at some point, a league commissioner should do what is best for the league. So this is a question that I have not been able to answer for myself, and maybe you can, Sam. On March 26, the league and the players' union signed an agreement that yep, yep. they both agreed to full prorated salaries. And right. since then, Manfred and the owners have been, able, have been trying unsuccessfully to back out of an agreement that they signed on to in March. Right. The agreement said they agreed to prorated salaries, which were... I, I, I have to look up the numbers again. But I think it was like 50% of salaries for 50% of games, maybe? Something like that? My understanding was that however many games they agreed to, it would be prorated to their full salaries. So if they played an 81-game season, they would get exactly half of their salaries. Oh, I thought it was less than that. Well, I have to look Don't it up. We'll have to look it up. We'll come yeah. back to that. Yeah. Regardless, a decision, a, agreement was made, and the agreement was prorated salaries and a good faith agreement to make every attempt to play as many games as possible. Yes. That's um, in addition to that, they left the door open to further salary negotiations based on how COVID-19 played out. And uh, the agreement that if no, they didn't agree, the league, like the commissioner, had the power to set a schedule. Yeah, um, and that's going to be the 48 or 50 game minimum that looks like we're headed to. Right. And it's important to, like, I mean, we don't have time to get into this, but, like, the commissioner of baseball is is paid by the owners, but yeah. their job is to kind of stand in the middle in between the owners and the players and be a steward of the game, right? Mm -hmm. um, look out for the best interest of baseball, and that way the owners and the players can look out for their own best interest, which is what they were going to fucking do anyway. Sure. Rob Manfred is completely beholden to the owners um, and doesn't stand in the middle at all. Uh, and that's why he immediately backtracked so hard when the players called his bluff and was like, just set a schedule. Like, that was what they agreed to. Yeah. Uh, because 
the owners don't want to play pay full prorated salaries. Right. And if they go with a 50 game season, which is hits their number of one billion dollars less in payroll that they were looking for, right. the players are going to file a grievance that the owners and the league violated the terms of the March agreement that said they would make every effort to play as many games as possible. Right. Right. There would be, I mean, they can file that grievance at any point moving forward. You'd think, because if we're being honest, like we could be in spring training right now. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I I think, I mean, I'm assuming you're going to agree with this. This isn't about coronavirus. This we haven't is, even, like, I'm not even sure that they have started talking about safety protocols. Right. This is, this is about the, the, the Major League Baseball is doing this to itself. Right. And, and it's because the CBA is up in 2021. And the owners, the owners fleeced the players in 2016. Yep. Because they basically lied about declining revenues and right. forced the players to take pay cuts. Yep. And revenue was actually going up. And for four years straight now, yeah. or five years straight now, and in this last offseason, all these owners whining that baseball is not a profitable business, they renegotiated television deals across yes. the board this year that increased their television revenue. This is even before coronavirus started. Well, this is the, that's the insult to injury that pissed off so many of the players that made right. the players union say, we're fucking done talking to you, was uh, a couple days ago, MLB signed an extension with TBS and TNT that was worth over a billion dollars. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. There's your billion dollars. There's your billion dollars. Exactly. Revenue last year for Major League Baseball was $9.9 billion. That's almost $2 billion more in revenue than the NBA had last year. Right. But the point is, like, where we are right now, and I don't even, like, Love the players, you know? Sure. I know you're a big union man. I'm a union man. But, like, you know, a union of millionaires seems, like, overkill to me. You know, like, it, I'm, not, I'm not just, like, blindly on the side of the players here, on principle. Like, this is solely based on the fact that, like, we could be watching baseball on the 4th of July. Yeah. But the owners haven't even tried to negotiate. Like they haven't even, they haven't even put forward a deal that the players have even begun to consider, consider amending. Like they've just been trading completely different deals back and forth because what the owners are bringing to the table is fucking ridiculous. Yeah. Um, and they know it is. And that's the thing is that there are a certain amount of owners who are not interested in having a baseball season where they can't turn a profit and right. are and are gunning for no season this year, just in general. Um, and that's the faction of the ownership who is driving the negotiations. Um, and, you know, not to say that the money is not driving the players negotiations either, but the fact of the matter is, is that like, the players are trying to have a season this year. And that can't be said about the ownership group because there's like been a vocal group of the owners who are like, I'm not really interested in having a season this year because it's like, doesn't work for me. And all of those owners who are saying that baseball is not a profitable business are just like lying through their teeth, um, including the owner of the Cardinals, whose name right. is DeWitt. DeWitt, whose like father, grandfather started as a Cardinals uh, concessions kid. He was like selling sodas in the stands and like worked his way up through the organization and eventually bought the Cardinals for $21 million um, with, you know, with investors. But like 
all of his family's money comes from the Cardinals. Right. Like, <clears throat> to say that it's like, oh, baseball is not a profitable business. It's like, motherfucker, all of your money comes from <laughs> baseball. That's where all of your money comes from. How can you say that? You know? <laughs> Yes, and we've talked about this before, and that's something, you know, as we go through a, a baseball-less summer, I want to keep talking about which owners depend upon their finances, you know, need these baseball teams to make money, right. and which ones are, you know, like the Wickets. Tom Wickets doesn't need the goddamn cuts. Right. It's he, a tax he, shelter for him. It's a tax shelter, yeah, and yeah. the Republican Party fundraiser. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but but other families like the Cardinals and I would argue the Yankees, this is how they make their money. And so they're probably in a different boat. No than current the- Cardinals owner was in was in investment banking or some shit. Like oh, okay. he his dad was running the team and then like, you know, he went to whatever business school because he's a bill like a billionaire already. And then, like, invested his baseball money in other things and was like, oh, yeah, I'll make all of my money from all these investments and not from baseball. And it's like, well, fuck, dude. Like, I don't have a billion dollars to invest in other shit right now. But, like, if my dad owned a baseball team, maybe I would, you know? (laughs) There's this guy I'm trying to find. Uh, Eugene, his name is Eugene Friedman. I follow him on Twitter, and he's a labor uh, lawyer. Cool. And he is doing a good job of shredding the the media's lies on um, on covering the so called negotiations between MLB and the players union. He's got some good shots here. Um, it. Uh, Sorry, I'm, I'm trying to find a good summary here. They, he puts they in quotes. Right. Haven't he's talking been the, about black people. <laughs> no, because he's, he's talking about the MLB owners. <laughs> oh, okay, sorry. Wrong, wrong conversation. Wrong, what? Yeah. <laughs> they haven't been negotiating over salaries. Only management has. Oh, they is the union. My bad. They haven't been negotiating over salaries. Only management has. From day one of the negotiations, the Players Association made it clear that they had no duty to bargain and would not bargain over salary. Because they didn't. Exactly. Yeah. It it was resolved in March. I've been screaming it from the mountaintops, but most national writers, including Nightingale, the guy for USA Today, have refused to believe me, or more likely, they merely want to publish management positions. The real money shot, and this is, he's quoting from USA Today, then delve into the nitty-gritty of the season. How many regular season games will be played? Under what conditions and what the expanded postseason will look like? End quote. Now, this is Friedman again. Management wants expanded playoffs. There remains no duty to bargain over it. It's in the CBA. If the time takes away and there's no longer the ability to play 75 or more games, why would the Players Association agree to expand the revenue stream forever, yes, forever, if they're going to get 50 or 55 games anyway? This was the deal to be struck five ago, Price means five weeks ago, for 82 games. Seriously, this is mind-blowing nonsense. The situation remains exactly as it was 10 weeks ago when management decided they would try to totally restructure the salary structure of the game during a pandemic crisis. Management has blown this thing up. They need to face reality of the law and their merge agreement and make the offer that they should have made a month ago. That's, that's, I would, yes, he's right. Like, management is using this crisis as an opportunity to try to steal more money away from the players. Yeah. Yeah. They, uh, they absolutely are. Yeah. <laughs> They're negotiating on something that's not on the table. 
Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> and then and then saying that the players are negotiating in bad faith because they're not willing to negotiate on it. But like and, the deal's already been struck. Right. And ESPN is just carrying water for the owners. And the and the thing, okay, and here's the thing about that. And here's the reason that Rob Manfred backpedaled like crazy after on Friday saying unequivocally unequivocably. Did oh I say that right? No, but close. <clears throat> unequivocally no b and unequivocally there you go (laughs) unequivocally 100 percent, there would be a season in 2020 right on monday i'm not sure there will be a season is because if they he sets a schedule and the players uh file a like grievance. bad faith grievance yeah. um, they will be able to be like well that wasn't a negotiable thing like the sticking right. point for the league was not something that was up for negotiation and that was clear from the get go and they would lose yep. so he has to he has to strike a deal because if he doesn't the, the, he's fucked like, yeah. if he doesn't strike a deal, the owners are going to have to pay a large amount of money. Yeah. Um, in the in the in the bad faith negotiations filing. Yeah. Because uh, they are they're fi- they're negotiating in bad faith. And that that's what I think. I mean, this sucks. Everything is terrible. But um, if if I had to bet on it right now, I still say we've got it. We're gonna have like a fifty game season. We're gonna have to. Yeah. Which will be great. Then, like maybe the Mariners will make the playoffs. I think that. I mean, here's the thing. Is yeah, exactly. <laughs> not no, definitely not. <laughs> but maybe the White Sox will. Maybe the White Sox will. <laughs> um. I think that the owners thought that they could take this and they, because they own the media, could spin it as the players are screwing over the fans and use that like public perception as a gam, as a bargaining chip going into the 2021 um, collective bargaining agreement negotiations. I don't think it's going to work. I feel like people are going to come around to the fact that the the owners are 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 fucking up right now. Um, Especially if you follow our media. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Well, no. But the thing is, is that they've like they've been leaking stuff to the press. Yeah. And it's like become clear that they're leaking things to the press. Yeah. Um. And. It's. I mean, we'll see. It's like it's hard to say that the less rich of the two parties is going to win, but right. Usually it doesn't work that way. But it usually doesn't work that way. But usually the less rich of the two parties is not worth a collective like hundred billion dollars. You know what I mean? Right. Here's or, yeah, at least two billion dollars. Here's what I would tell the 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 players' association, right? Because, like we talked about earlier, MLB still has this antitrust uh, exemption. So, like, the players legally could not start their own league. Right. However, like, there's a, there's a baseball diamond in Prospect Park, right? Yep. And a Quidditch pitch. And a Quidditch pitch. Yeah. Which yeah, we got, I've got some things to say about Quidditch. <laughs> if you're looking for a social justice league... Sign up for U.S. Quidditch. They have been on the forefront of LGBTQ rights, very uh, active about that. So follow at U.S. Quidditch on Twitter. They've been kicking some ass. Anyway, not my point. What if, you know, nine guys from the Yankees and nine guys from the Mets just kind of showed up in Prospect Park one day? And decided to play a couple innings of baseball. You know? Noah Syndergaard, Aaron Judge, uh, other people for the Yankees showed up. You know? 
Right. If you want to show up and watch, show up and watch. If not, we're just hanging out and playing some baseball. Yeah, put it on Twitter. Put it on Twitter. Put it on Facebook Live. Right. Or, like, you know, probably not them, but, like, what if recently retired players and players who are not yet signed to teams, like, put together some pickup games, you know? You also have all these minor league players who just got fired. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, <laughs> For pennies. That's the petty fucking thing about that, too. Oh, yeah. Well, we haven't even gotten into the yeah. draft or the minor leagues, right. which is also just fucking leverage against the players' union. Yeah. Uh, it's like we can and therefore we will, like, disgusting... Uh, like intimidation and um, like scorched earth tactics yeah. by the league. Scorched earth tactics. That's another line that Epstein writes about. Here it is. Quote, almost every move the owners have made this year reeks of arrogance. All they seem to care about is winning a business negotiation, no matter how small the stakes or how narrow the margin of victory. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, whatever. They're going to lose their fucking antitrust. They're going right. to lose their antitrust uh, status. And now everyone's going to pay to watch the dump on the up American League of Baseball, man. American League of No Rules Baseball. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll play against the Quidditch teams. And yeah. <laughs> Dump on the um, baseball league. If you ain't cheating, you ain't trying. Cheating, you ain't trying. <laughs> if oh, fuck yeah. AJ Hinch <laughs> and Alex Cora are going to be our first two coaches. Hell yes. <laughs> Hell yeah. Really? How happy. I, I love baseball. <laughs> How happy must Alex Cora fucking be right now? Just yeah. Just in his bar in Puerto Rico? Right, yeah. <laughs> Growing his beard out, like playing in a ZZ Top cover band. Yes. <laughs> he is living the high life. He has nothing yeah. to do with this nonsense. He actually made headlines recently. I don't know if we're ready to move on, but did you see that? What did he say? Go, go with he, he said uh, the at, he didn't like deny anything, but he said that you're crazy if you think the Astro scandal was a two man show right. and. He was referring to the fact that, like, him and Carlos Beltran were, like, you know, A.J. Hinch got his suspension because he, like, allegedly let it happen. And the two, like, instigators were Alex Cora and Carlos Beltran. And he was like, you're fucking crazy if you think that's the case. <clears throat> I liked that. Yeah, yeah. Um, because okay. it's true. It's like, you know. You don't necessarily, if you're in Alex Cora's position, you don't necessarily want to, like, fan any flames. But, like, you know, fuck everybody else who was exactly. like, oh, yeah, a couple bad apples. You know, it's like, right. why don't you go run a police department? <laughs> <laughs> if you weren't going to say it, I was. Hello, <laughs> <laughs> <left> Minneapolis. Yeah. <laughs> Yep. Um, God, you know, the last thing I've got to say about this is, you know, they're playing soccer in Germany. They're playing yeah. baseball in Korea and Taiwan. They played rugby in front of 20,000 fans in New Zealand. And that's rugby. That's the most disgusting sport of them all. Yeah. Like, like you're encouraged to lick people in that game. Right. <laughs> I used to play rugby. They're like, yeah, lick that guy. Lick, lick his ear. That'll fucking drive him crazy. <laughs> you won't know what to do. Uh, we could have handled this so much better on every level, from the government to MLB to America. Yeah. Well, I mean, it is, it's like a top-down. It's like, if the government handled it better, it wouldn't be such a fucked-up situation right now for yeah. people to be negotiating to come back. And for, like, you know, the league is saying, oh, yeah, we don't want to play baseball in November. And it's like, well, you know, that's bullshit, first of all. Yep. But even if it was, like, 
it's like plausible because the government has handled coronavirus so poorly. Right. And like, um, they're allowed to say that even though like everybody knows they don't give a shit about the health of anybody. Exactly. Or, or, you know, but they, you know, whatever. Yep. All right. Do you want to talk about basketball or do you want to? How many minutes are we at? We're at 40 minutes. We've been going at this for a while. All right. Can we do uh, just can we do the basketball thing in like five minutes? Because I yeah. don't have much to say about it, but it is interesting. Yeah. So so let's talk about basketball real quick. Um, yeah. So one league that is planning on starting back up this summer is the NBA. Next week, June 22nd, the top 22 teams will report to Walt Disney World in Orlando, Florida, and the plan is for them to start playing regular season games on July 30th. But not everyone is on board with this plan. Kyrie Irving, Brooklyn Net flat earth advocate and possible cult member, I found out, has argued that NBA players should be doing more to push for racial justice, possibly by starting their own league. NBA don't have no antitrust exempt status. Right. It sounds like Kyrie didn't particularly get a lot of support for his ideas, especially after the LA Clippers' Patrick Beverly tweeted, if LeBron hooping, we all hooping. Sam, question. Are you excited about the NBA's plan, and how are you and I going to be able to sneak into their compound? A, yes. And I don't even like basketball. But I'm excited about this plan. I also would like to comment really quickly on the Kyrie Irving thing. Um, Like, I've never been a Kyrie fan. Like, I don't think he was good for the Celtics. Um, And while I completely respect his ability as an athlete, um, I don't think that you can kind of put yourself as a leader or a... um, like if you're if your platform is flat earth, then like the best you can be is like a fringe like celebrity. You know what I mean? Like you are like you're like famous in spite of the fact that you're a flat earther. You know what I mean? Like you can't be the leader of a labor like movement or like a, a like social justice movement. You know, it's like Black Lives Matter. Also, the Earth is a flat. <laughs> He's also, I've never, I mean, he's walked back the flat earth thing a little bit, but you know he kind of thinks about it. He was born in Australia. He was born in Australia. He's a flat earther. He lives in New York City. (laughs) So, how has Scientology not scooped him up yet? Oh, good point. Yeah, the the cult thing is he's been following some, like, vague uh, New Age Buddhist guru for a while, who's this, like, guru to the stars. Is it Gwyneth Paltrow? It's not Gwyneth Paltrow, but she may felt like she may be another follower of this dude. Let me Google. I feel like she has her own, she has her own, like, New Age thing. I'm not sure. Justin Bieber follows the same guy. Ah. It's, it's Kyrie and Justin Bieber follow this, like, <laughs> new age guru. Sick. <laughs> like, yeah, Scientology needs to go after Kyrie hard. Right. Also, you know, not to just bring this all back to baseball, but, like, you know, the sentiment, like, if LeBron hooping, we all hooping. Like, nobody's, like, if Mike Trout's, like, right. Launching weather balloons out of his backyard. We're all launching weather balloons out of our backyard. That, that was one of the like, fights I got into on Twitter last night. Is that Mike Trout? Like, you know, on a purely talent basis, right? Like, yeah. there's a good parallel to be had between Mike Trout and LeBron James, right? On, on a purely talent, talent yeah. basis. Yeah. Like, everything else, like... LeBron James is such a leader for his sport, you know, and like his community and like America as a pop culture icon. And like, 
where is Mike Trout? Like in this moment of like baseball negotiations, where the fuck is Mike Trout? <laughs> Lodging weather balloons. Yeah, Lodging weather balloons in his backyard. <laughs> And like you know, probably doing push-ups. I don't yeah. know. I don't know what Mike Trout does to like beat right. Mike Trout. But right. Well, I, and my argument would actually be that that means that Mike Trout, like, let's talk about the union instead of Major League Baseball because, okay. like, Major League Baseball has done a shitty job of marketing its its stars regardless, right? Right. But. Uh, major league, the, the players union needs to figure out who the leaders are, and maybe it's not necessarily being the best player. And my uh, my example is my guy Tim Anderson for the White Sox, right? Like, okay, he did win the batting the AL batting crown last year. Right? Sure, but other than that, like, I, I don't think he's ever been an All Star. You know, he's he's he not. He was an All Star last year. Was he an All Star last year? Yeah, definitely. For sure. He was batting like four hundred at the All Star break. But well, then that's the Anyway, my point is, he's not an MVP caliber player, but I have he has way more media than like his media access greatly. Uh, exceeds what you would expect for a player of his quality. Does that make sense? Oh. Totally. Yeah. Like, but he's like, also like the most recognizable player on a team that's like in a top three city, like population-wise right. in New York, yeah. in in the United States. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Technically, so is Mike Trout. Mike Trout is top two city and yeah, the most recognizable place. If you saw Mike Trout at your grocery store, would you recognize him? No, probably not. <laughs> not. Unless he was like in an Angels uniform. Right. He would have to literally be wearing an Angels uniform for yeah. us to be like, hey, that's Mike Trout. But I mean, honestly, like other than basketball players who yeah. like you might remark on because they're like nine feet tall every single one of them <laughs> like i probably wouldn't recognize a lot of athletes out of uniform you know what i mean well the other thing about tim anderson is he's kind of found his like he's decided he's like i'm one of the few black african-american players in major league baseball right thing that you know play for the white Sox, who play on the south side of chicago which right. is the black half of Chicago. Like, he is making a conscious effort to be like, I'm going to try any, you know, he and a bunch of other players made a video for Black Lives Matter from Major League Baseball. Excuse me. From MLBPA. Like, he is consciously, like, pushing himself into the limelight. Right. Uh, yeah, no, totally. And, and I, he's uh, got charisma. I think Mookie Betts really should be the face of the league. He's apparently kind of an introvert, actually. But he's so good at bowling. <laughs> I know, and baseball. And baseball, and yeah. Like, and, like, having, like, aggressively cute children, you know? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, I, yeah, I hear what you're saying, but I feel like, you know, Tony Clark, who's the president of the MLBPA, is really done an excellent job in that position 2016 yeah. nonwithstanding where they got kind of fleeced at the negotiating table um they oh god there's a really interesting story in that too but yeah um we're gonna talk about this again i was just, yeah yeah we'll talk about that i, but, we could do know, a dive into I that think that tony clark does a really good job of expressing the players positions and like getting them like to the media in a digestible like soundbite sort of format yeah um like the quote enough like it's time to get back to work tell right. us when and where like how great is that quote? then you, you get know what I mean? players to just repeat that tell us when and where yeah. twitter tell us when and where tell us Let's when and where no it's time to get back to work like that that's like that's a dope dude like that's so good 
Does Matt Hoby have a job? He doesn't, does he? He might be in Korea, actually. Oh, yeah. That would make sense. That would what I would expect of him. But, yeah, so, ladies and gentlemen, we got a lot more. This is not going to go away. Can't tell us to stick to sports when there's no sports to stick to. Yeah. Um, anything else? Like, we, like, I've got things to say about uh, increasing and decreasing revenue, and the owners are not being honest about the sources of the revenue stream. Right, because they don't have to. Right, because they're private. Like, they... they they don't have to release any goddamn numbers, but everybody from the outside doing their best guessing, like, oh, yeah, the owners are lying. Yeah. Yeah. The owners are obviously lying. Yeah. Like, yeah. it's the fact that the owners think that they can lie like that and, like, have people believe them is, like, the most insulting thing that, right. like, a major league sports league could do. It's like, you know, this is America's fucking pastime. They enjoy antitrust designation <laughs> and like <laughs> exemption. Sorry. No, yeah. Antitrust exemption designation. And yeah. they're like, oh, we don't make too much money. Like these fucking people are using this as a tax shelter. Right. And by these people, I mean Major League Baseball owners. Right. White people. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> just the owners. <laughs> <laughs> all right ladies and gentlemen play us out joe we uh got some things off our chest but don't worry we'll, we'll keep yelling into the void about this for a while thanks so much for listening this has been dump on the uh, ostensibly a baseball podcast we actually talked about baseball even though there is no baseball. Yeah, we didn't. We talked about <laughs> labor negotiations. <laughs> we didn't talk about baseball for one second this episode. Oh, the, okay, how about this? The Hanwha Eagles of the KBO snapped an 18-game losing streak last week. Oh, thank God. Yeah. <laughs> Your guys, the Dinos, are kicking ass. Yeah, I watched the Dinos game yesterday, actually. and uh, Well, I didn't watch the whole thing. I don't know how it ended, but... It was good. It was nice to watch baseball. It was nice to watch a game of baseball. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, this has been Dump on the Ump. You can listen to us on Apple Podcasts. If you are, please give us a rating, a review, and a subscription. You can also check us out on SoundCloud and or Spotify, if you so choose to. Uh, tweet at me, you cowards, at Dump on the Ump. Let's get into a late-night <laughs> fight. Yeah. Speaking of screaming into the void, Joe will fight you. You can also check us out on Facebook, Dump on the Up. We also have a WordPress blog and an Instagram account. All right, for Sam, my name is Joel. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for listening. Have a good evening and a pleasant tomorrow.